You're listening to G4D, Grounds for Discussion, a weekly music podcast hosted by your two most caffeinated hosts, Adam and John. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and enjoy the following episode. All right. Oh, it's good to be back. Good to be back. Cheers, sir. Cheers, indeed. Ooh, yes. Yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes indeed. Snaps, snaps abound for this beautiful <laughs> Dave's Roast all the way from not-so-sunny Rhode Island. <laughs> good stuff. Are they part of the winter vortex? What is that? You, you haven't heard about it? The... Uh, vortex that's going around and just making it extremely cold throughout most of america that's terrible yeah here in florida we don't have that we sure don't it may be in the 50s but it's still a heck of a lot warmer than all those other places yeah and for those of you who are listening out of state we hope you are safe your families are fed your house is somewhat warm and maybe this podcast will warm your heart and that's what we always aim to do here on g4d AKA grounds for discussion. Drinking the voodoo donut mug is my co-host John. Drinking from the Mark Marin mug is my co-host Adam. Hey, who are your people, man? Who are your people? <laughs> you do that so well. I I don't think there's an impression that you can't do. <gasps> oh. One challenge day we will find accept- it. Challenge accepted. <laughs> we good, man. We good. <laughs> my favorite is the Gallagher interview. Oh, I haven't listened to that. Oh, come one. on, Gallagher! Come on, that's always fun. <laughs> I got, I gotta look that up. Yeah, it's the, very awkward. There are very, too many podcasts awkward. out there. So many podcasts, but we are glad you are tuned into ours. And you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Music, and our website, which is g4dpodcast.com. And we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Leave us a review on any of the podcast uh, platforms that you listen to, mm-hmm. and we'll read it here on the air, and you'll be our person of the episode. Ooh, do we have a person of the episode this episode? No. No. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a person of the episode away today, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'm going to give it to our bud, Kyle, from the Somewhat Creative Podcast, who yesterday dropped a very special episode of his podcast, Somewhat Creative, featuring us. Ah, that's why it's very special. The three caballeros, if you will. Yes. And it's a really good roundtable discussion. We are podcasters of a feather and podcasts helping podcasts. So (laughs) go check out Kyle's podcast because we talk about music, Bruce Springsteen. Underground hip hop. Yeah, Kyle's a cool dude. Yeah, we had a lot of fun doing that. Yeah, so go check him out on Somewhat Creative. We'll have to have him on our show sometime soon. Oh, we most certainly will. Yes, and I think we'll have some more special guests coming up very soon. Can't talk about it until it's buttoned up, Mm. but, you know, exciting things are in the works, people. Hey, speaking of exciting things, Mm. we're seeing Nico Case this weekend. Yes, that's right. I totally had forgotten. Oh, well, I'm glad I reminded you. Yes. Because I would have been been like, John, where are you? It's Nico Case is playing. Yeah, last second scramble to get ready, you know. Mm, Can't have that. I've been there. I've been there. Can't have that. 
Very excited about that. I think that's going to be a great show. Hopefully, uh, the Beecham's sound system is a little bit better this time around, mm. but we'll see. And hopefully, uh, whatever tonsillitis that No Name had in the green room got cleaned up. Exactly. And we're actually up in the balcony this time, right? We did get balcony area. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm excited about that. I, I think it'll be good for that kind of show. I don't need to be right in the crowd for that. Yeah. I think she's going to do most of her recent album, Hell On, which was probably one of our top albums last year it was yeah really love that album that's an album that eventually i would like to get on vinyl i think that would be one that's worth owning on vinyl for sure yeah i think new new pornographers are also making new music so yeah i'm i'm always about new music from them i remember i went through a really big new pornographers phase couldn't get enough of their music what was the twin cinema is that yeah the, twin cinema is yes. great love that album yeah, that one's yes. a great one is uh, what's his name still working with them now? Uh, Dan Behar. Yeah. Probably occasionally. I don't know if he's a permanent member. I don't know if he was really involved in their last album or not. I know he was on Twin Cinema. I, yep. I think after that, I don't know if I listened to any of their later albums. Hmm. I think he may have done like one or two songs with them, but I don't think like when they play live, he's with them. Well, his solo stuff is so strong, so it's not the end of the world. But yeah. You know, when you have a super group like that, you want them. You want them to keep on contributing. Keep on keeping on. And they're not the only super group that we are going to be talking about on today's show. That's right. We have two super groups for yes, you. Yes, we do. We have Malibu Ken, which is a combination of ASAP Rock and... Tobacco, in all tobacco. caps. All caps. And then we have the Better Oblivion Community Center, which we'll talk about first, which is a combination of Connor Orberst and Phoebe Bridgers. Bridgers? Bridgers? Bridges? I don't think it's Bridges. Oh, it's Bridgers? Bridgers. Oh, okay. Yeah. So so Phoebe Bridge E R? Yes. S? Oh. Okay. Well B R I D G E R S. Yes. Bridgers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you pay attention better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we can kind of just dive right into this here. Yeah, so this album kind of dropped out of nowhere last mm-hmm. two weeks ago uh last friday last friday yeah and it's a combination of bright eyes is kind of orburst and phoebe bridgers yeah bright i what is your history with bright eyes i have very limited history with bright eyes i think probably the work that i've enjoyed the most with lead singer connor oberst orburst oberst orburst orburst orbit like the gum <laughs> yeah right is his project that he did with Jim James, Monsters of Folk. Okay. Really enjoyed that album on it, with him on it. But really, other than that, I might have listened to a couple of things here and there, but I never really got into them. Never thought he was bad. Never thought he didn't have some good songs here or there. I just, that's one of those kind of artists that where, like, I appreciate what they do, but not going to listen to them on a regular basis. Yeah, I, I really listened to Desaparecidos. You ever hear that one? Mm-mm. It's his, it's another side project. It's a little more hardcore-ish than Bright Eyes. Whoa. It's really good. I'll have to show you when we're diving. Interesting. Desaparecidos. Yeah. yeah, I actually saw them live when I went to school in Tallahassee. So Interesting. Yeah, they were very good. Hmm. Very very good show. But um, I know some Bright Eyes. I know his importance in some things and to the indie singer-songwriter crowd. But I, I know his style. So. Yeah, very folky, very indie, indie, very... yes. Would you say he almost has a Bob Dylan-like quality to him? Yeah, he's like an indie Bob Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think that's pretty accurate. And I think he pairs up pretty well here with Phoebe Bridgers. Bridgers. Yeah, I really like this album. I like their vibe. I like the style they're going for. It kind of reminded me of when Kurt Vile and Courtney Barnett put out their album a couple of years ago called Whole Lot of Sea Lice. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that back and forth between two very popular indie people, you know, and they're seen kind of just playing like a, it, it's a very much a Sunday afternoon brunch kind of album. You can kind of just relax, have it on the background, be like, ah, oh, this is nice. And it seems like they have good chemistry together too. Yes. that's. I think that's very important when you're making some kind of album like this is the chemistry between the two singers. I can definitely feel it. And they complement each other's voices extremely, extremely well. Yeah, I was surprised by that because Connor Oberst kind of has an interesting voice, but it works. Yeah. It works here. And I think the thing that I really liked about the album here was just they kind of have this dynamic here where she, I feel like she has an idea of where the song is going to go. And then he adds like the rambling aspect. Yeah. The Kurt Vile album, Corny Barnett, is very similar where like kind of like. I would say Courtney is obvious is probably the better singer of the two. Kurt kind of just, you know, kind of not raps, but like, you know, just kind of like, you know, like it's very like poetic, if you will. So Connor Orberts kind of provides the poetry to her singing, but then he can also harmonize with her too, which is really cool. Yeah. I definitely think she's kind of the leader on this album of sorts. And he just kind of rides off what she's giving him. Yeah, I agree. And I definitely liked the fact that there were a lot of songs where they sang together. It wasn't just a lot of back and forth like, oh, I'll sing the verse on this song. You sing the chorus on this one. No, they they really join in together. And I think they really link up together very well. This album has an interesting selection of songs because some of these songs sound like they could have been from an emo album. Yes, they sound very like old school emo. Yes. And then there are other ones that kind of almost sound like they could be something off of like an old folk album too. Mm-hmm. That's probably where you have the Bright Eyes influence, you know. And the last track on this, I can't pull up um, music on my phone right now. I don't know what's going on on my phone, so I'm going to have to rely on you. The last track Called on Domino's. This, Domino's, thank you, is actually a cover of a artist that they know, not anyone big, but I thought like they, oh. you know, you, you wouldn't have known otherwise like that who, it was a cover who, unless they said it who sings that originally? Uh, i i can't pull it up on my phone here but if, if i could i would let you know mm. but it sounds like it fits so natural with the rest of the album i think this is very much a very succinct a very tight album like there's nothing there that's wasted there's nothing that feels like uh you know we really need to extend this or anything like that no, there, there's no point where they really veer off the path that they have there. It's like these are singer-songwriter songs from beginning to end. We're not really going to let the music breed because it's really mainly about the lyrical content. Yeah, exactly. That's how kind of I felt too. You know, mm-hmm. just very like, okay, here's what we're doing. It's a little album. It's fun. It's not too big in scope. It's like it's like it's a nice refresher. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. I just felt like all right, I'm digging this. Like I was head bopping. I was like, yeah, this is really cool. Like it's very unique for what they're doing. It clocks in about around a half an hour too. So it doesn't really mess around with your time at all. And I really enjoyed the production values on this too. Yeah. I really liked how you can almost hear him strumming every note. You get 
hear the fingers sliding across on the guitar. Mm-hmm. It was very well produced, I thought. Yeah, I agree. Getting those clear tones and just that clear guitar playing coming through just adds something to this album. It's not lo-fi, and I think that works in its advantage here because you already have two singers who are you know, not really bombastic, so the guitar playing is kind of amped up a bit, Yeah, and it adds something to it. Yeah, and I've heard of Phoebe Bridges bridgers before but like now i really want to listen to her stuff same here yeah Mm -hmm. i definitely need to go back and check out her stuff agreed agreed i don't think i've checked out any of her stuff prior so yeah my my knowledge of her is is very very limited i don't have too many complaints about this album this is going to go into the kind of category for me where i don't think i would listen to this on a regular basis but I really appreciate what is here. Yeah. This is a nice surprise gem. Yeah, I want more of these from artists, honestly. I do too. Just, you know, two artists working back and forth with each other, right having a... that great rapport with each other. Oh, right, and a solid little little indie album. Yeah, just just a little indie folk album. Yeah. Well, it won't be for everybody, I don't think. No, but I think if you are a fan of Bright Eyes, this is definitely right up your alley. Yeah, this is definitely for the intellectual indie crowd, I think. <laughs> They got a song about Dylan Thomas there. Yeah. Uh, you know, a, f- a famous poet. And if you're kind of into that kind of stuff, I think you'll appreciate this album. If you could really care less about someone like Dylan Thomas or your first reaction is, who? Then this probably isn't for you. I think if you're listening to this album, you know what you're getting yourself into, though. I don't think you need to be in a certain intelligence level to understand or appreciate it. I agree with that. I definitely agree with it's like, that. Like, oh, it's a Bright Eyes album. Yeah very similar so and i'll go into my final thoughts with that there's not too much different between what he normally does with bright eyes but i think here him having someone like phoebe to bounce off with really adds something special to this album i really wasn't expecting to like this as much as i thought so i was genuinely surprised when i was kind of vibing along with it enjoy the lyrical aspects of this too like i said they're borderline emo like they're definitely songs where if somebody else were to perform them in a different setting like a, an actual band setup they could really give a different vibe to it but it it works it it really really works i i don't know it's kind of a little bit hard to sit here and say like you know that i would recommend this to everybody i know but there's definitely a certain crowd that i would recommend this to yeah so i'm gonna go with an own it mm. i'm gonna go with an own it as well I think if you are the person that this appeals to, you will love it. And if you're, you know, in that indie folk realm and you want something nice to listen to, I think you can definitely enjoy and appreciate it too. And I'm sure it sounds great on, on a record. And I bet they'd be, be a good show to see too, just to watch their chemistry and play. And now I really want to check out Phoebe Bridges stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I was really surprised, really, really surprised. I'm, I'm glad we gave this a listen, so thank you for recommending it. Hey, hey, you're welcome. Now, the next one I recommended. Yes. And I'm very curious to see what you think about it. This is Malibu Ken. It's a team-up of, as we mentioned previously, Aesop Rock and Tobacco. Now, Aesop Rock is a rapper, and then Tobacco is an electronic artist, very synth-heavy. Mm-hmm. Very, very, like weird electronic artist too by the way does some really crazy stuff and this isn't this is a team up 
that obviously is probably going to breed something weird and unique. And if you look at the album cover, it's basically yeah, it's a, like a it's like garbage pail kids, right? It's kind of like a Ken doll, but like he's been beaten up with zits and puffy face and boogers coming out of his nose and eyes. It's really interesting. <laughs> That's a good word to use right there. Yeah. So I started off last time. What do you think of this album? I digged it. Yeah? Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, this is very much a, an album for the Adult Swim crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely see that. It's that weird abstract rap that is going to hit with a certain demographic. Mm -hmm. I think Aesop Rock, you know, he has a certain kind of almost... He has a very interesting flow. Yes, I would say. Yeah, very interesting flow. Almost kind of aggressive in a way. Yeah. Almost just a bit harsh. Hey, I feel like... His voice comes off very harsh and very abrasive, but like he's singing about really nerdy things. Yes. Like there's a lot nerdy. of like name jobs to pop culture and different things like that. And it's just like, oh, wow, okay. And it's like this really abrasive guy just like talking about that. He's highly intelligent. I think the thing that was interesting about this album is how little he curses on it. Yeah, I noticed that too. Like, uh, and pardon my total ignorance, but I didn't realize he was white. <laughs> I seriously i i just looked at a photo of him and i was like wow i don't hear like the n-word on this at all which you know sometimes happens in rap music a lot but there's not a lot of cussing at all like no. like on spotify it says everything's explicit but like i didn't really hear that many there was only like one song probably almost three-fourths of the album and i was like oh there's the f-word yes like i really like that intelligent rap style a lot he uses his vocabulary very well on this album yeah. covering a wide range of topics and I mean, sometimes there could just be weird. Sometimes there can be gross elements to it. Definitely is one of those kind of albums that I think most rap fans will just be kind of turned away from because it just is weird from beginning to end. It never, ever tries to do anything conventional. And it sets it up really well, too, with the first track, Corn Maze, which the beat on it by Tobacco just changes up like I don't know how many times on it. I You just end up losing count. Different variations of Sith and beats, synth, synth uh, electronics and beats. And you just, the song title really fits because it's definitely like a maze. But he's establishing the character of the Malibu Ken right off the bat in this first track. And I think if you vibe with that first track, you're going to vibe with the rest of the album. Yeah. Because it's very consistent from there on in. Yeah, I liked it a lot. It was fun it was you know it was quick it was good listen you know yeah again another short album about 30 minutes here goes direct and right to the point and i never really thought that tobacco would work for a rap album but he does i think with this style of rap it does where it's very poetic very fast paced very heavy on the words i think it works for something like that yeah these can be some very dense lyrics and i and i needed to keep on going back to it because at first i was like I don't think I got a good enough grasp of the lyrics when I first listened to it. Yeah. I feel like when I listen to a rap album at first, like I listen for everything and then I have to go back and like listen to what he's actually saying. Cause at certain points are, you know, a lot of the times I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm really like vibing to this. Like, this is good. And then like you actually listen to what he's saying, like that second listen and really, really get into it. You're like, Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Now I get it more than I did before. Exactly. Yeah. And I think 
that when you have these kind of lyrics too, they're just very, mm, what's the word that I'm looking for? They're not really something that like you sing along to. No, almost. not at all. Like you definitely have to listen to them. There's not really any choruses on this either. This is definitely a straight up rap album mm-hmm. from beginning to end. And I think like anytime there is somewhat of a chorus, tobacco just really mangles and distorts the voice so much to a point where you, you can't even really understand what he's saying. Yeah. But I, I really appreciate rap albums like this that just try and do something new and abstract. I always appreciate a good weird rap album too because i think that really pushes the genre forward one of my favorite rap albums of all time dr oncologist is just by dr octagon is just a abstract and just really out there rap album and it's for me one of the best hmm. i'll have to check that out i've not listened to it before yeah highly recommend it it's well it's been i don't know it's, it's something like 25 20 years old now but it's still ahead of its time Nice. And I think this will get a lot of play in the underground community. Definitely, again, another album that I think is for a certain audience. I think an even smaller audience than the previous artists that we had talked about. Yeah. But I dug it, and I'm glad to hear you did too. Yeah, I guess we can jump in final words here. Yeah, it's a, I think if you like both these artists, you'll find something enjoyable in it. Um, I guess I would come back to it every now and then, you know, just to kind of jam and vibe out too i'll definitely check out more of aesop rock stuff you know just to hear it out and i'm gonna give this one a solid download it cool i'm right there with you yeah it doesn't cross over into the own it realm for me i don't think it has enough there for me to really give it that rating not that there's anything that i strongly dislike it's just it's just not that kind of album that goes off into being something that i have to own but it's definitely something I can see myself coming back to as well. Mm-hmm. I would have to be in the right mood for it. Yeah. would absolutely have to be in the right mood for it. I don't think it's a game changer by any stretch of the imagination. No, it's a fun little album to put on and be like, okay, that was cool. I like the concept and I would definitely be interested in seeing these guys work together again. Maybe flesh out their ideas more. Maybe get a couple of like feature artists featured artists on there too i think would kind of elevate this some more as well mm-hmm. but i think anytime you get a collab like this you know it's tough because there's been so many strong collaborations in the past and you're almost already at a deficit when you can't reach the level of say something like i don't know mad villainy not that i'm saying that this is that type of album or like i'm trying to compare it to or anything compare it to it or anything like that. But I do think that it's strong enough on its own merits. I think if these guys can really kind of just try and do more with it, they can come with something special. Yeah. I think there's just kind of like, oh, you know, we're just going to kind of have fun with this and just put out something. Exactly. There wasn't an attempt to come out with the next it's a fun little classic. A co- little fun collaboration between friends. Exactly. And Which that's how I it think sounded. We, we can all agree on that in life, right? Yes, I think we can too. Let's cheers to that. Let's cheers to that, sir. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ah, God. Good so stuff, good. sir. Yes. Chemex, man. I don't yeah, know. Man. It's magical. How did you survive this long without it? That's that's a good quote. Pour over. Yeah, that's true. And then how did you survive without pour over? Aeropress. How did you survive without Aeropress? You're just French getting press. better and better. Yep. You see, it's tough, Adam, because anytime I go anywhere, like be it at you know a restaurant 
or someone else's house, usually most of the time I think like, wow, this isn't as good as Adam's cup of coffee. Aww. And that and, and that's the truth, sir. You have it down. It's because I put the secret ingredient in there. What's that? Love. Aww. Aww. That was beautiful. <laughs> also, a good bloom helps, you know, bring out all the flavors, but you know. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I don't know. Like, whenever anybody orders, like, a regular coffee from, mm, I don't know, I, I'm i going to badmouth them, but Starbucks. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I It's not that I don't go to Starbucks at all. I do. But I never, ever will get a regular cup of coffee there. I can't. It's just too bitter for me. It just Even black. burnt. It, well, that's what they do. They overburn their beans. Yeah. Although that Komodo Dragon one that I get in the fancy machine is pretty good. Now that's the way to do it. The clover. Because it's made right there too. It just hasn't been sitting in a pot for five hours. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's nothing that drives me more. It drives me crazier than seeing someone just get that sludge poured in there. No wonder people pound in creamer and sugar and all that other nonsense in there. See, I wonder if Starbucks didn't burn their beans as much as they do. Like if people would drink it black or not. I don't think they would really, but... Because people, because Dunkin' Donuts, you know, they don't really burn their beans as much. Well, according to a recent study, Adam, people who drink their coffee black are psychopaths, so... Uh, People who drink their coffee black live longer, don't live longer, are psychopaths, not psychopaths. There's a study every day that shows it, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, I I hate those kind of things. Because usually, like, they're from a random page. Right. Like, not even anything, like, legit or anything like that. It's just a, I don't know someone's blog (laughs) or like it's a news study and it's like it could help with your heart it could not help with your heart like make up your mind like it works for different people know your body yeah also i think too it's probably how you make it it's probably how much you have right if you're putting cream and sugar and all that jazz you know yeah and uh this has been (laughs) another wrap-up of dr adam and dr john talking about the health benefits of coffee break it Uh, good stuff. Good, good stuff. stuff. All right. We before we wrap up here, we gotta we gotta discuss decide what we're gonna do next week. So, I have no idea. All right. I I finished the Fire Festival documentary last night on Netflix. Have you seen it yet? I have not. We should talk about it. Okay. It's wild. You need to watch it. All I right. I want to watch the one on Hulu too, but like it's worth watching about because. From what you know about it, it is basically just a festival that went awry, you know? Yes. It was in a deserted island, but it's like how they got to that island and how everything came together. Yeah. Like, you need to watch it. All I right. think you would find it interesting. Okay. I'll add it to the docket. Yeah. I, d- I don't remember what's coming out tomorrow for Friday or not. Ooh. So we'll, ha- we'll have to take a look. But I, I, either way, I'm excited, man. I think we're, we're off to a great start already with 2019. Once again, everybody, give somewhat creative a listen yes please kyle's great yeah kyle's a really really great guy i I really enjoyed doing that and check out his other episodes too you got some interesting guests on there yeah he was telling us he got the guy who wrote like the ducktales and gummy bear gummy bears theme song yeah i saw previously he interviewed matt Pryor from the get up kids Mm -hmm. that's really cool yeah exactly he's a great person to see live too yeah yeah hmm yeah i saw when i was in college we saw it was Anthony Ranieri from Bayside. Matt Pryor I've seen from, Bayside several times. Yeah. Matt Pryor from Get Up Kids. Oh, the guy from early November, I think. I don't remember his name. And then the guy from Saves the Day. 
They did like an acoustic tour, so they all just played like acoustic songs. It was really cool. Oh, that is cool. Yeah. That is pretty cool. I've seen I've seen Bayside Acoustic before. I like their acoustic stuff. When we were walking, because we were lost, it was in Gainesville, and we're just walking, we're like, where is this bar? And my friend goes, I think that's it over there. And I was like, oh, why do you think that? And he goes, well, because that's Anthony Ranieri right there. And he was like, hey. We're like, hey. How's it going? <laughs> that was funny. He's a nice guy. We I've, I've met him before. Yeah, he seems like a cool dude. Yeah, he is. He is. So I, I've got an I'll have a story about Bayside that I'll share another time here because I know we're Ooh. running out of tape and coffee. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, that, that that's a good story right there. Well, good times, buddy. I'm I'm always happy to record with you. I'm I'm glad we discussed those albums. And I'm, for those of you who are listening at home, give them a listen. Let us know what you think, yeah. or give us some recommendations. We always welcome recommendations. I actually have a recommendation from a friend. Yeah. What yeah. Do you have? Uh, he wants us to review Rufus Du Soul. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I have okay. not heard of him before. I have not, but I feel like I've heard... Not, I haven't heard his stuff, but I've heard about him. Yeah, he said definitely check out his album. Okay. So we should definitely hit hey. up that at some point. Well, shout out to your friend, whatever his name is. Thanks, Kenny. <laughs> Appreciate it. Good stuff, sir. Hey. Aw. I'm all out, but I will cheers one more time with One you. more time. Mm. Oh, got that one last drop. I know, right? Here on G4D, a.k.a. Grounds for Discussion. discussion. Bye. Caffeine-induced antics on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the username G4D underscore podcast. Drop us a line at G4Dpodcast at gmail.com if you have any music suggestions, general questions, or business inquiries. You can find our podcast on iTunes, and John and I would super appreciate if you rated and subscribed to our show. May your cup and heart always be full of coffee, good music, and cliche motivational ending sentences. Thanks.